Godfather fans. Godfather. Here fodder we are. Heads. Fodder heads. Fodder rights. Fodderies. <laughs> fodder rows. <laughs> Uh, welcome to another episode of Godfather. Uh, it feels like it's been a really long time. Yeah. That's because it has been uh, about a month since our last episode. Yeah. We dropped we dropped one. We did in, in a unique way. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you are a subscriber, you got it. If you're not, please do so. But uh, because of that, it's been it's been yeah. a lot longer since yeah. we've been in the St. Anthony studio. Exactly, and uh, we are tonight experimenting with some new sound yeah. equipment. So, How do I sound? Uh, do I sound better? Worse? We'll, yeah, you'll have to let us know, listeners, because. Uh, other than testing a little bit on our own, we don't really know how this is going to sound. So yep. um, we'll but, listen later and then go. Oh yeah. my oh, gosh, that was I, terrible! I, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we won't give. We won't let people know how we acquired this yet until yeah. it sounds good. True. But, um, we're, we're still working on making this podcast. Yes. Everything that we can to add a little value to you, yes. to you listeners. That's right. what we want to do. Right. We, we found this detail, 750,000 podcasts available. Holy uh, cow. And according to Malcolm Gladwell, 30 million episodes then, and you found us somehow, wow. some way. And somehow. We, we appreciate your ears and we want to add a little value. We want to um, have a little fun. We want to sharpen and our knowledge and, and one another and, uh, of course, our friendship and, and, and you, Fodderheads. So, yeah. welcome. So, thank you for, for tuning in. 750,000 yeah. other things that you could be listening <laughs> to. So, um, we are we are honored to have your ears and uh, and your mind for some fodder. So, tonight... Yeah, what's tonight? Uh, tonight, we're going we're gonna to go into the spiritual realm. Uh, listeners, I don't know if you figure this out if you are an, uh, an avid Fodderhead, but... Uh, Greg and I have kind of broken uh, our uh, pod fodder into different sections, and so we try and get a little bit intellectual at times, Uh, at other times we're trying to look at behavior, uh, and other times we're looking in the spiritual realm. Uh, So that's where tonight's episode comes from. Uh, It comes from the Nomad podcast as we look at prayer and what prayer is, at least according to former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams. Um, and of course, as a pastor, I have some thoughts and, um, and Greg, uh, coming from, uh, the non-pastor, but still spiritual, um, uh, mindset. So we're going to look at prayer and I'm sure if you're tuning into this, uh, you're also interested in prayer. So. And I just love the archbishop of, I, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, 2019. Yeah. Hey, um, Greg, <laughs> archbishop of whatever it would be. That's yeah. That's so cool. Archbishop. Um, that yeah. Neat. That is that. pretty cool. So, uh, so that's what we're looking at. So I thought, uh, I would kind of, for the hot seat tonight. Yeah. Um, I want you to know. I want you to be able to uh, to tell me if uh, this quote comes from the Bible okay. or somebody else. All right. Okay. You don't need to know uh, uh, any specifics. I just want to uh, to test yep. to test you on uh, on your quote and uh, words of inspiration. Okay. Uh, that uh, that are out there. So so here's the first one. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do. You have to keep moving forward. Is that the Bible no. or someone else? Someone else. All right, you are correct. Ford. No. No. It is Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. Yeah. Well, that would have been a bonus point if you could get it. Well, it, it sounded something similar, but. All right. Here's your your second one. Okay. 
We gain strength and courage and confidence by each experience in which we really stop to look fear in the face. We must do that which we think we cannot. Hmm. That one seems a little tougher, but I'm going someone else. That is someone else. That is Eleanor Roosevelt. All right. So we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. The Bible. That is the Bible. Uh, that is Second Corinthians chapter 5. Okay. All right. God does not give us everything we want, but he does fulfill his promises, leading us along the best and straightest paths to himself. The Bible. That is not the oh! Bible. <laughs> See, I knew you, you, you had to be strategic too, where you're going to have. All right, someone's going to be right. talking about right. the Lord or something that. That was uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Okay. So um, he's a, a Christian theologian, yeah. so obviously um, right. drew some of that yeah, I, from I, the Bible. Sure, sure. It just, man, it yeah. sounds very. Uh... All right, here's another one The Christian life is not a constant high. I have my moments of deep discouragement. I have to go to God in prayer with tears in my eyes and say, Oh God, forgive me or help me. Someone else. That would be someone else. Any ideas who? No. Billy Graham. Oh. Billy Graham. Okay. The best thing about the future is that it comes only one day at a time. Uh, Sounds like a Marvel thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Maybe it's Proverbs too. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll say the Bible. It is not the Bible. No. It is Abraham Lincoln. Okay. We look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but cannot be seen is eternal. That's the Bible. That is the Bible. Right. That is uh, Hebrews or something. Very close. That was another passage from Second Corinthians okay. this time, chapter four, verse eighteen. One of my favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. So, well, not not yeah, bad. Not bad. You did pretty good. I think yeah. you got about five out of the you, seven. Yeah, so, you, um, you you pick some good ones. Though, so then. those are I, I, those are great, inspiring words. Um, and uh, yeah, I hopefully they they hit you in a place where you need them. Yeah. But, um, but you know, re-listen. Here, you know, write them down or something. Yeah, exactly. Very so. good. All right. So, um, so again, again, here we go. Yes, Potterheads. You have been listening. Black Uhuru is back <laughs> with Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And we are on uh, our second set of guests. Second set of guests who are, are coming to the house. Come to, come to dinner. Uh, would you like to do a refresher of uh, yes. who we've already got at your house for we, dinner? We absolutely need to do a quick refresher, yeah. um, and we'll have to see as we get more and more people how we yeah. do that in an efficient way. Yeah. But oh, guess who's coming to get dinner? So we're inviting eleven folk to to my house. We're going to sit down and have a conversation, and uh, the rules being that the individual could be alive or dead. Um, I, I may or may not know the person, 
um, my significant other, in this case my spouse, will be automatically invited, so not one of the 11. And we're going to have a conversation with that first person, 15 minutes, and then the next person will come in and we'll have some more dialogue and they'll just keep growing. Yes. My first two, I had my um, initial guest to walk in was uh, John Wooden, the famous coach, and I brought him in because of leadership. And then I brought in the singer-songwriter James Taylor um, to talk about his experiences with music um, and actually drug use and where he is today. So my third guest... Uh, and I've been processing this now because you are mm-hmm. so strategic. So mm-hmm. I got to get a little yep. more strategic. So I'm emulating you in that regard. Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Love uh, it. We, we've talked Great about choice. his uh, Revisionist History podcast. He's written books. Um, and early on an invite, because again, these individuals will be there for, for the long haul, right? And I not only appreciate um, his knowledge, but he's got um, a dry sense of humor. He's um, got some background in journalism, so he can ask questions and dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, similar a little bit to, you know, your dad asking questions and things mm-hmm. as well. And I thought, oh, that, that's really good. And so I'm going to, again, emulate that because I'd like to talk to him. But it also will be fascinating as my other guests arrive to have him ask questions and then I can piggyback off those. Do you, you don't have to answer this uh, specifically, but do you already have in mind who your other guests will be? I do not have all 11 um, invited yet. However, I'm up to about eight, eight, nine, and I want to spend a little more time thinking about who those final people are. I know. Do you do you I, have I, all your? I mean, you've I've, got far, you're farther along. I've just started brainstorming and writing names okay. down, and then. Um, and then I'm going to go through and just pick out, you know, try to try to see where the spirit leads yeah. and, and, and which ones I would want at, at that dinner party. Very part cool. one. I mean, I'm yeah. guessing we could probably do this forever. Yeah. Um, no, I think but... I even had the thought as I was listening to our last episode and we started this. Uh, so this is my house, your house type of thing. I was thinking, imagine if some of those people... They're going to go to Caribou and they run into one another. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly. So I, I now am there. Now I'm talking to your dad and some mm, things like that. Yes. That is very interesting oh. to me. So some, mm. some possibilities. So yeah. refresh for our listeners. Okay. Um, so who are your first two guests? So my first two guests, um, first one uh, invited uh, my dad, uh, recently passed away, thought that would just be for purely selfish reasons, uh, just connecting with him again, but the strategic part, as uh, Greg alluded to, was my dad was a great uh, a question asker, is very curious, a great conversationalist, and fast friends with anybody he met. So, um, so having my dad there obviously, you know, met a emotional and uh, personal need for myself, but uh, felt like he would bring a lot to uh, this uh, gathering of people. Uh, my second guest that I invited was Mickey Mantle who was a childhood hero of uh, of my dad's and would just love to be, you know, in a room with those two and uh, and being a part of the conversation, but yeah. to really just kind of be a fly in the wall as, as, as he got a chance to connect with his childhood mm-hmm. baseball hero. Cool. So my third guest that I would bring is along those same lines, but I would bring my childhood athletic idol, Bo Jackson. Okay. Uh, so Bo would come to uh, the party next, and uh, and strategically, then I thought my dad could have time with Mickey Mantle, I could have time with Bo, yep. and then the four of us could come together as well. 
Uh, and as I'm thinking, like, okay, this is about to get deeper, mm-hmm. you might as well just get sports out of the way at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, nobody is going to get the sports analogies later on in the night. <laughs> might as well just get all of our nerdery and sports, yeah. love right. of sports out of the beginning uh, when it's just us and people who don't like sports don't have to be, you know. Okay. So, so that's how uh, I thought yeah. about it. Um, Bo... Uh, I, you know, I thought long and hard about this. I'm a big Twins fan, uh, you know, Vikings, you know, Minnesota sports fan. Uh, but I just absolutely worshipped the ground that Bo walked on. Uh, he was uh, the first, really, of it, of his kind being the, the dual uh, mm-hmm. sports player uh, in, in football and in baseball and being an all-star in both. Uh, and uh, and I just, uh, yeah, I just loved his athleticism and um, was just so crushed when uh, injury took him out of the game. Took basic, well, it ended his football career. He tried to play baseball a little bit more, but um, and he just seems like an all-around good guy. Yeah, you know, like he—he's not—he uh, doesn't strike me as a prima donna kind of, you know, um, not not case uh, yeah. athlete. He just—he—he he seems like he would be a good good dude to to have at your party. All right. Very so. cool. So my fourth guess now. Okay. So I'm getting into this too because mm-hmm. you were just ca- talking about this as far as kind of seats. So I'm thinking about this too. Uh-huh. So I'm at the head. I'm, I'm the host, <laughs> right? At, at least at the moment, I might uh-huh. move. Right? Uh-huh. We'll talk uh-huh. about that down the road. But I'm at the head at the moment, and I've got on my left, I got John Wooden, and on his left is James Taylor, and they're both on the same side. Okay. Okay. Oh. And on my right now is Malcolm Gladwell. And Tom Hanks. Oh yeah. And I want I want that because we're gonna. There's a difference, right, in talking to your person to your your elbow partner versus across mm-hmm. the table. So at least at the moment, there's some strategy going on here. On similarly with the sports stuff, I got. I don't know Tom Hanks at all. I don't as far, obviously, but to the point of like I haven't done any real research or read interviews. I've seen them on some TV interview type stuff, but nothing, nothing super deep. So a lot of it is interpretation, but he's been in so many movies. So my why would be, he's had so many experiences. He started as this guy, this up and comer on bosom buddies. Do you know bosom? Buddies? Oh, I totally know bosom. Buddies. Oh, such a fantastic yes. comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then just to deeper roles, Oscar winner and all the different things. That in and of itself would be fascinating. He's got some directorial things. He's a Hollywood guy. has been married to the same woman for a, a lengthy marriage. Just yes. some really interesting things that could continue to drive some conversations among the four of us. And maybe, again, Tom might have to move down to his right a little <laughs> bit to keep things going. Uh-huh. But he, Tom Hanks is my fourth. Yes, that's, uh, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Um, yeah. So as I was thinking about this, uh, this should be no surprise. Uh, if there was anyone, if there's anyone that's uh, even more awesome than than Bo Jackson, Mickey Mantle, and my dad, it would be Jesus. Ah. So so Jesus. Like, yeah, kind of kind of a know, duh for us. But but it you know um, again strategic thinking here. You get two athletes in the room. And while uh, they both very well could be, you know, great people, you know, I'm thinking more along the lines of that fifth guest to come. And what are they going to find? Are they going to find this house full of, mm. you know, ego and yeah, yeah. And, and wealth? And, and so what better person to 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 bring and exhibit peace and sure. hospitality than and just Jesus? just maybe ask questions. Well, exactly. Right? He doesn't even need to necessarily... 
Exactly. He could just be the facilitator right. of the... Right. What, so what do you think, Bo, about exactly. wealth? Yeah. I could see, and I could see him uh, being just a listening presence, too, uh-huh. and just letting us have our joy still, but then also... You know he's a he's a Palestinian Jew. Mm-hmm. Um, again, kind of bringing just a totally different right, um, and, and from a long, long time ago. So, um, so the learning like that yeah. he would have, you know, yep. um, and then we would get a chance to yeah ask questions and Very um, cool. uh, and I I just think that would really like set the tone yeah. for for the next two thirds of the group to come. Super interesting to see where that goes. I'm going to interject one comment about that, which would be sort of the idea of the after party, if you will, where (laughs) people are going to be leaving. And just because it is, it's Jesus. Uh That would be fascinating to me that, all right, so everything they just mentioned, they're all going to talk. People are going to get up. They're going to leave, et cetera. If he just stuck around a little bit, right? He's the last guy. I would love to just turn to him and say, all right, so so tell me what you think. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, that, yeah. there's a whole conversation uh, totally. there, yeah. you know, or out in the parking lot or whatever. Um, it's the meeting after the meeting. Uh-huh. That would be a, a super interesting piece with, with him. Yeah. What did you think about what so-and-so yes. said? You yes. Know? <laughs> and I'll be eager to, I am eager to hear your other guests because mm-hmm. then that mm-hmm. would be, uh, that I'm thinking, huh, because there's the listening factor too. And it would be a challenge to not want to be, they're going to be, as the more people come, they're going to be multiple conversations potentially. Right. right. So we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Too. And I, I mean, this is the part where I've, I've kind of started to categorize what types of fields I want to draw from, yeah, but, yeah. you know, um, but I, I do want this to be, uh, not only a deep conversation, but an entertaining one. Yeah. And so, uh, and that's, I think kind of sums up my well, maybe not my personality, but just kind of where I'm at right now is that, you know, I can go deep, but I also like to have fun. Yeah. So, um, all right. But uh, yeah. that, we're, yeah. ner- we're nerding out on we're this. We're nerding so, out. Like, nerding out a bit too much. This turns yeah. into the episode. <laughs> all right. We'll have to see okay. how, where, so, where this goes. So again, Fodderheads, yeah. get a hashtag Godfather podcast. You know, who, who would come? Who, yep. who should, maybe who should be at our table? What is the next right. guest? So you have right. those people at your right. table who should show right. up at it for Keith's fifth guest. Hashtag guest list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Very cool. All right. We got to get to Podfather, though. Okay. So we got to talk about prayer a little bit. Um, set up a little bit about Nomad. Can you? I, I can't really, besides the fact that it's a podcast that's been around for a little while, it seems like. So um, Nomad Podcast is um, the hosts, I believe, are from uh, from Great Britain. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, definitely a, the uh, English accent uh in the in the podcast these are a couple of uh podcasters that are focused on faith deconstruction uh so their target audience would be people questioning their faith curious about other faiths um perhaps uh, people who've walked away from faith uh going through some kind of what i call a deconstruction uh process and journey where uh, you've had this faith and these beliefs for so long, and then either uh, something happens that kind of uh, you know blows that all apart, or you just have to go through this gradual kind of spiral of wonder. Um, and uh, and so nomad, again, nomad as a wanderer, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's it's just kind of this great. Um, it's a spiritual podcast, uh, and 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 it has you know religious themes. But the guests that they bring in bring such depth and um, 
and questions and expertise to things uh, for anybody who's just curious uh, like I am. So, yeah. uh, so this episode, the title was The Problem of Prayer, and they bring in Rowan Williams, uh, who is, uh, again, this former bishop kind of known for being a historian of Christian spirituality, uh, extremely deep guy. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of the setup. Um, it's a long episode. Uh, it's not something I'm necessarily going to fully recommend, um, to everybody, uh, especially uh, if you don't have a lot of time, if you do listen to it, do what I do, put it on one and a half speed. Um, <laughs> and it kind of helps it, uh, to c- clip along a little bit. Um, and skip at least if you, if you want to get to, um, Rowan himself, like get in about eight minutes yeah. or whatever. And then they go through asking him specific questions about prayer. Uh, and then he talks about it and that part, that part is pretty good, but it is, yeah. it is, it is in the deep end. So yep. you got to kind of have a certain time, place, mood as you approach it. Exactly. It's not yeah. Godfather. Let's no. say that. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no like fun trivia no, or no. I mean they just jump in and they just and they ask great questions and then there's just some really good um yeah, some deep yeah. stuff to think about, but it's it's moves a little lot slower. Yep. So um so we are here to help uh bring out the highlights and some yep. of the things that stood out to bridge, us. So bridge that at a little value. Yeah. I, I do think as a starting point that they were um, with with the theology is a, probably a good place for us to start and, and talking about uh, Jesus, I guess, is where they more or less started. And same thing for me in the sense of the question being, tell, tell us about how Jesus allowed um, an individual to be um, closer or to talk. They use the word talk, um, talk to God in that way. And, and talking... Uh, not in the literal sense. They don't talk about that, that the person actually is hearing God speak word for word, right. but it is the ability to um, approach him, the, um, the Lord God, in a in a different way that was never done before right. Jesus was, was alive. Yeah, so Christianity kind of introduced the intimacy that an individual could have with the creator of the universe. Um, there's language like Abba, which meant... Um, daddy basically mm-hmm. um and so jesus you know we get to be through scripture we get to be witnesses to um this relationship that jesus has with god and um a lot of these words are jesus's words to god mm-hmm. and uh and again we're kind of these spectators seeing this relationship play out and then it obviously um communicates that anybody can have that kind of relationship yeah um if if they're um you know spiritually hungry enough they can communicate to god in the same way that jesus would communicate with god and you know the lord's prayer is again this here are some words that you could use um that basically i approve of right uh you know and again it's a good way to do it right right so, so I liked, I think it's worthy of interjecting at this point, and they do ask, actually ask a question about the father and whatnot later in it. But especially with gender issues and different things that are going on in, in the 21st century, I think this helped me go, ah, that's where that came from. 
Mm-hmm. So it wasn't and it wasn't for me as I was growing up that this was a male female thing. I'd never entered my mind and wasn't presented as such. But I did wonder a little bit about that fatherly aspect or mm-hmm. where did that come from? Um and there is no doubt some chauvinistic and however negative we want to go. There there's some right. of that I want to acknowledge that. But in the, the positive sense here, the ability to get closer to that or as you just said, father um, Rowan makes the connection to the prodigal son story. And it's like, it's the way that the human brain can make a connection right. to be intimate and close to uh, a parent. And right. I thought, all right, I, I'm okay with that. That, that helps me. That is supportive of, I don't want to get in an argument of, of the gender thing, changing yeah. the whole words of the Bible and all like, that's not what it, I, I want to, I'm interested in. I'm interested in the intimacy of being able to be closer, the best that I can with my human mind to make a connection to a, um, a spiritual nurturing um, presence. And what so what any religion is trying to do is to make the holy and the, um, you know, the, that, that which is outside of ourselves more accessible and so every religion does uh, does this, uh, makes that uh, accessible in a different way. Um, but it's it's the use of metaphor and and story and um, images and um, you know these are the ways that that this that which we cannot understand or grasp is made real uh, and accessible. And so um, so Jesus is yet another of of these um vessels that you know is is trying to do that you know i you know that that the the aim is for us to trust to trust god mm-hmm. um and and if you're sitting there going i don't know if i can trust god and we talked about this later you know what jesus does is uh well think of think of uh god like this or think of God like this, or think of it like this, and uh, again lay out some of these analogies, and then what Jesus does is, you know, basically says, and I'm willing to stake my life on this analogy mm-hmm. for God, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and so, so that's the invitation is to get to know, to get to know somehow to get to know God in a way that makes sense for us. Um, and it may not make sense for the person next to us, mm-hmm. but to, to again uh, get outside of our prayer and and um, and the Christian faith is is a way to get outside of your own selfish needs and to to focus on something that's bigger and um, again not you. Right. So to that trust piece, it's he talks numerous times within different answers about just being calm and quiet and. And instead of going to God with requests, it's just just be in the presence. You know, have that sense yeah. of um, of the Lord being around you and, and surrounding you. Um, and that's when he talked about being filled with the love and intelligence. Or he says, uh, plates shift. What what did he say? Did oh, you cra- yeah. grab that part? I can't yeah. remember what he said. But I thought, okay, that 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 works because it's it's truly being quiet and still this is this is our time together rather than um i, I gotta go right and then there still is that he acknowledges that but it's really is making that time even if i don't feel like i'm doing it the right way um the effective way it isn't it isn't yeah. i need this 
It's uh, just listen, calm yourself. What what I appreciated uh, was that he focused less on the types of words we're supposed to use and more on, um, yeah, quieting Mm -hmm. and and being in stillness. And, you know, kind of going back to my point about that accessibility, uh, we have to make ourselves accessible. And uh, and he talks about the importance of of silence and quiet and um, yeah, basically shutting off everything and making yourself um, able, you know, God able to get 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 to you. Yeah, you know, God has to be able to get to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they were talking about well, what about when you're doubting or you're in a, you're in a um, prayerlessness or your prayer's you're, not working. Yeah, your prayer's not working. Yeah. You're in dry place. You know, he encourages the, the, you know, to just keep, keep trying, keep move, you know, stay in a rhythm and, um, and still practice that silence Yeah, and get in a place so that God can still get to you. Even if, even if you're not, you don't know what words to use. You don't know. It's just, again, that quiet, uh, is, is, um, is a way that we can, um, let not, let fewer things disturb us and to, to let go of that anxiety. We just just by being still. Mm -hmm. So he is questioned about effective prayers. And I did like, he prefers um, integrity of it instead of the effectiveness of it. Cause again, that request piece, like we're, we're so trained or I don't know if it's just the American society or um, those requests or pieces. I mean, he even says some of the negative things, unfortunately, and this is kind of, modern day church a little bit but um he refers to it being as as a classroom like we're there to just get the instruction and things Mm -hmm. are changing he's like well i'm here i'm gonna learn and then i'm out of here i haven't really partaken (laughs) or you know been quiet or or club you just show up it's it's club time and here's what we're going to be able to do so it's learning how to live differently and i appreciated that so it wasn't about the effectiveness or trying to go and say oh that prayer was answered yep i saw that it's as you just said i just need to calm down and approach it in a totally different way and the integrity of that now is um valuable because it's we're selfish I'm going to make those requests, right? But is yeah. that going to now, if if I get, the, he made a ridiculous example about, um, I think not Rowan, but the other guy about, if I can get a parking space or something like that, well, then somebody else doesn't get it. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a, a trade exactly. right? Um, or the more serious one is he had, a, he had a son that had to go through surgery, whole bunch of kids who are in this room who hadn't eaten because it's surgery and they had to wait. And they were praying about, oh, please let, let, let my kid be first so I don't have to go through this. Like, well, then someone else may be needing to get in earlier. They, right. they don't get that. So I just love, um, and I, I that's why I share those those kind of stories resonate with, all right, this is about what, what is kind of the greater good or being calm or God's plan or things like that. That it's more about, a, you know, he talked about it's a maturing process. Yes, and you're not, growing yeah, in this. You're growing. He had a quote, uh Something about, um, oh, he's talking about the plant. Do you remember this? Yeah. Um, you don't see, the plant doesn't see it's the, the, the growth happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it is with, uh, with prayer that, um, you know, we're growing, um, and, uh, even if we don't see what it's doing, it's, it's this aspect of, um, 
maturing us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to find that difference right. or see that like right. that plant. And we don't know how God is, is working through right. us and that impact of the prayer. Yeah, plants under the soil don't see how they are growing. Uh, you may not see it, but something is shifting. Yes, and uh, and to just stay at it, and uh, um, you know, give that time to to quiet yourself. Um, you know, even even when you're going through a great dryness, and you're not, you don't feel connected. And I think that, and that has really spoken to me. Um, you know, I you know when I've gone through those those times, and and yet still devoting time to silence. You know, um, whether it's just not having the radio on in the car Mm -hmm. or just going for a walk and just, yeah, allowing yourself to be, um, just to be, right? you know, I think that's, um, that's still prayer. And, uh, and I think, you know, we are in a culture where, well, I want to get it right. Mm -hmm. You know, I want, I want to do this right. And so we focus so much on the language and the words and making these lengthy things and, uh, and I just think sometimes the most, if you want to talk effective prayer is, is just shared silence, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, yeah. And just recognize be there to listen. You're the listener rather right. than the requester. Yeah. I, I also want to just, um, make sure that we talk about a little bit of, uh, kind of about that at the intercessor, intercessor, <laughs> I can't say <laughs> intercessory prayer. Yes. Praying for others. Um, and and talking about, you know, he, he mentions you, it's not about going and get, it's not about volume. Like if I can get thousands of people rather than the two to pray for me for whatever it is, right? Um, that's not going to, oh, you you need five more people. It, it wasn't about yeah. that. Um, the number of people, yes, get them to. It doesn't hurt more people saying the same things and, and, and whatnot, community and what have you. But it was um, that just the pattern and those pieces about being able to come together and um, hearing your heart and having people be a part of that. I thought that was a a valuable piece as well. It's meant to change you Mm -hmm. is, is what the point of it is, 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 is to change you. And as we've heard, you know, lots of be the change you want to see. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's all these cliches and quotes we could use, but it, it is, I mean, that's where, you know, the, um, meditative practices and the mindfulness and, you know, um, uh, Buddhist practices and, you know, like, and yoga, I mean, like all those types of things, those are ways to quiet yourself and to strengthen your inner resolve. The the difference between prayer is that prayer has a direction Mm -hmm. and that it's, it's directed, you know, towards, um, a, a presence, a, a higher being, whatever, uh, God, however you want to, or Jesus, however you want to um, direct those prayers, it is different from from uh, just straight up meditation. Although right. the the benefits could very well be the same, right? Um, that, you know, it is a little bit a little bit different in that regard. Yeah, and he said because mindfulness and being in that moment, and this is this is it's active. I mean, maybe not exactly in that, but as you're saying, there is growth that's going to be involved, or I'm calm, or confident, or I've had that, and and now, all right, I'm I'm going to do something with that. And he he says that he talks about this is action oriented. It, right. it, it isn't it, it isn't just a passive thing. And it, he says it's also not necessarily easy if you're just going to go in and think that right. oh, okay, I'll just sort of or like you've already mentioned, I got to do it this way. No. Nope. Quiet yourself. It's going to change. Time. Yeah. 
throughout each day, each month, each year. Yeah, and so I thought it was interesting too. They asked him what his habits were, um, and I'm always interested to hear the habits of of spiritual leaders. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was I was struck by how surprisingly simple simple his habits were. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guru in 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 the church and in, in spirituality. And uh, he said thirty to forty minutes in silence and meditation, yeah. uh, where he's breathing deeply. He's in contemplative prayer. Uh, he said he has a l- list of people that he prays for every day. Um, you know, he does an evening prayer. Again, um, you know, he's breathing in. I I wasn't exactly sure if I caught this right, but it sounded like he was kind of uh, when he breathes in, he's kind of he's doing the prayer for for others or for himself, and then when he breathes out, he bra- breathes out the name of Jesus. Yeah, um, which I thought was kind of very simple, said, yeah, very no, cool. Uh, yeah, um, and he did choose contemplation because again, yeah. it's it's the the mind is involved in that or thinking right. and processing rather than just. And he said that it wasn't contem- con- contemplative prayer isn't just for introverted people. No. Um, that that it really is something that anybody can do, and in fact, sometimes introverts are the worst at it because mm-hmm. they're they are constantly like yeah. focused on on their thoughts, um, and to, to take to take that out of it and just be still uh, again can be can be a great practice for for everybody. Yeah. So say a prayer tonight. After yeah this. so say your prayer he said he has an evening prayer yeah um you know i've i know lots of people that that's the first thing they do when they get up in the morning um and you know it can be on through throughout that's the what day he, does. He, he actually said yeah. like 15 20 minutes like yeah. you don't have to it does that's what he does that's his habit but he wasn't saying you need to start off with 30 or 40 minutes. no he's like you know do, do five yeah just start slowly right and get in that pattern yep that's that's super cool just stay in the rhythm even when even when you don't you know, feel it, um, you know, it is a still really good practice to just make it so that you're accessible um, to to the spirit in whichever religious, spiritual way that you connect, um, you know, be still and and see, uh, see that change and that growth and maturity yeah. Yeah. spring up. All right, Fodderheads, hopefully we uh, added some value to your life. <laughs> Gonna go do a little prayer ourselves, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, subscribe if you haven't. Tell a friend if you haven't. Um, follow us on our hashtag at Godfather Podcast or hashtag Father Time, or we're gonna need to add one about our guests, right? <laughs> yeah. um, you can follow me at Gregory Heineke or Keith is at Good Godfather, uh, and that's another episode here on the Godfather Podcast. <laughs>